game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 chair. Now down the left wing, brought into the Oilers zone. Kapari will center it. Here's the shot and the save by Skinner. As Arthur Kelly has followed up the play, got it in the slot. Jersey through the middle. He'll get the puck to Kempe. He's in all alone. side with Lozano pulled to the middle shoot it save made by Skinner and the rebound cleared out and at center ice it's Nugent Hopkins into the king zone on the left wing for Hyman takes the hit from Roy puck goes behind the goal Byfield rolled to the net Arvidsson his shot saved by Skinner got him with the left pad and he covers it up Stuart Skinner shuts the door with a minute 50 to go in the third Edmonton up 2-0 it is a mustache montage of saves to start Heartland Ford overtime open line. An outstanding performance between the pipes by Stuart Skinner. 43 saves for the shutout. The first clean sheet delivered by an Oilers goaltender since Mike Smith blanked Vegas April 16th of last season. Skinner stands tall. Kane scores off a beautiful feed from Dreisaitl. McDavid scores on a shorthanded breakaway, his 300th career goal, and the Oilers deliver another statement with a 2-0 victory over the Los Angeles Kings tonight at Rogers Place. Thanks for joining us. We are live in Studio 99 along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins for Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Rob Stewart Skinner, one of, and there have been several, but no doubt one of, the biggest positive stories for the Edmonton Oilers this season and he adds another chapter to that story tonight well he does uh, we've talked about it before the Edmonton Oilers aren't pressing for a Western Conference title they're not pressing for a division title without Stuart Skinner um, it, it, McDavid's going to be the MVP Leon's having a career year but this is an Oiler team that uh, had to go fall on their backup goaltender to give them an opportunity to be where they are in the standings right now. Stuart Skinner wasn't supposed to be playing all these games. He was supposed to play 25 games, 30 at the most, and come in and, and fill in when uh, Jack Campbell needed a break. It, it didn't work out for Jack, and all of a sudden Stuart Skinner had, Skinner had to come in and uh, his start a little quicker in his NHL career of being a starter at the National Hockey League level. Tonight he was exceptional. You know, this was uh, a great game, and the Oilers played fantastic, and so did L.A. L.A. played very good in this hockey game, and they're going to be looking at a number of different highlights slash lowlights where they had opportunities, breakaways, they had a couple of those, wide open shots from the slot, back doors, uh, scrambles in front of the net. They had ample opportunities to, to at one point tie the game and then late in the game to get back in it. And Stuart Skinner was exceptional. Uh, it's, that might have been, oh, I, I think that was the best goaltending effort we saw by an Oiler goaltender this year. When you throw in the competition and the meaningfulness of the game, uh, excellent. And uh, it's, it's a confidence builder for, for, for himself. It's a confidence builder for the team and management, but also for the fans who 
I have high hopes of what the Oilers are capable of doing this year in the playoffs, but I've always, I still have question marks. Can Stuart Skinner, this rookie goaltender, carry him? Well, there wasn't a bigger game that Stuart Skinner played this year, and there wasn't a better game. He was fantastic. Yeah, and again, as we've talked about him at other points this season, very calm in the net. Yep. He's not... I mean, sure, you got to move to make saves, but he's not flopping around. He's not pulling himself out of position and scrambling to get back. You, you see in some of those goal mouth scrambles, okay, hold the fort, you know, cover, find the puck, cover the puck, and uh, I, I just, just so impressive. I mean, he's got the physical ability, and, and clearly, he's, he's got the mental side to go along with what you need. Because you know, if you need that in pro sports and goaltending, what are the positions that you really need it? And he's exhibited that all season long too well when you look at your goalie and he's calm well that certainly gives you a sense of relief and a sense of calmness on the bench uh there there were breakdowns in this game the others had a couple missteps but every time they did they were bailed out by their goaltender and if you want to win a playoff game a playoff series or eventually a, a, a championship there's going to be nights where your goaltender has to save you he's going to have to Stuart Skinner a couple times may have to win a game for the Oilers in the playoffs because that, that was an evenly matched game there's gonna be games come the playoffs where an, an LA or Vegas or uh, Colorado is going to outplay the Oilers but if they can somehow get a performance like this that keeps them in the game they're going to steal games so Stuart Skinner uh, I mean uh, it, the, the fairy tale season continues I mean this is a guy that became a father went to the all-star game he's the starter for his hometown team and he's about to start a march into the Stanley Cup playoffs as the Edmonton Oilers starting goaltender. Uh, this is a 2022-23 hockey season. Has been a fantastic year for Stuart Skinner. And uh, the montage off the top, his saves of the game for Crystal Glass. Call 310-GLASS or visit crystalglass.ca. Edmonton 2, Los Angeles nothing the final. So the Oilers are 44-23-9. They are 9-0-1 or pardon me, 8-0-1 in their last nine games, and they move a point ahead of Los Angeles into second place in the Pacific Division. The Kings do have a game in hand. They have seven games left. The Oilers have six. They play again next week, so it remains an exciting race. Connor McDavid, Rob, 300th career goal, and <laughs> a memorable one, steals the puck. Away he goes. And what a maneuver on that on that uh, short-headed breakaway to extend the lead. Well, it's funny. That was the mistake that the LA Kings made in this hockey game. The, the one big mistake was trying to force something that wasn't there. And I can just imagine the heart rate and the panic when Victor Arvidsson saw McDavid get the puck and Arvidsson's the last guy back at the blue line. He's like, oh, fumble the puck, fumble the puck. And yeah. eventually McDavid's off to the races and the entire building knew that that was going to end up with the red light going on behind the goalie. Here's Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft. You have to have a level of patient endurance to your game. And it sounds like two different things, um, but it's not. It, it's understanding the way they want the game to be played uh, and trying to negate some of their strengths and waiting for opportunities that present themselves without forcing anything. And uh, thought for the most part tonight we did that. We turned the puck over a couple times in the second period where led to some chances against, but I thought we did, you know, a lot of really good things and 
found a way to get the two points. You like to use the term muddy track. Did you, did you find the first period especially was the, maybe the muddiest you've seen and the way that you guys were able to overcome that showed maybe a different kind of element to your team? Too? Well, that's the way they play. Uh, it's a function of the way they want the game to be played. You know, a lot of times you see five players skating backwards from their own red line in and uh, you know that's the way they want to play. Um, I think uh, a uh, good thing for our team is learning how to win different types of games. If you were to compare the game in Las Vegas compared to tonight's game, two completely different games. Um, the most important thing is we found a way. And um, at this time of the year, that's all that's important. What impressed you most about kind of the way Skinner approached this game and seemed to, I mean, look early on? Well, I can tell you this. Last year, Stu got us shut out as well. We're not going to do the same thing we did last year with, with Stu, if you remember. We do, yeah. Yeah. Um, what do I like about Stu? I think he's uh, mature beyond his years. I think he is um, came up with the big save at the right time. You know, I thought uh, probably seven, eight minutes into the second period. They didn't have a whole lot going on. We turned a few pucks over. They got some chances and when called upon, Stewart was good. Um, and then certainly late in the in the third period when they had a little bit of a flurry. They shoot from everywhere. They're one of those teams that are volume shooters, but um, they did have some really good chances in the third period late. And when called upon, Stewart was excellent. He managed the game very well today. So you brought it up, so I'll follow up. Do you recall... Did you have to have a conversation with him at that point, what it was like sending a guy down after something like that? Happened? Well, yeah, I think he was quite clear of what the situation was. Obviously, uh, I think it was only my second game uh, with the team. Um, but, you know, uh, my relationship with Stu goes back to his uh, very first year as a professional hockey player in, in Bakersfield. And um, quite comfortable with him. And uh, the communication is direct, two-way. And, um, you know, enjoy my relationship with him. Last one on that. Just He seems to play with a level of calm. I just wonder if that kind of resonates with the team. He's not a ton of movement, not a yeah. ton of flopping around in there. He seems calm. He's technical. He's big. Um, uh, sometimes even if he... Uh, you know, if there's a bunch of traffic, he gets hit by the puck. He's in he's in good spots. Um, he relies on a solid foundation, and he's he's was excellent tonight. It's a big reason why we won the game. Not the only reason, but a big reason. Evander Kane, seven hits in the first period, scored the goal. See, I mean, obviously, you know, wasn't available the first two times you guys played him. Yep. Huge difference having him in the lineup tonight. Yeah. Him and DeHarney and Neckholm and Bukestad. Um, but I thought Kaner's. Kaner's game, I think, is rounding into form right now. Uh, he's, a, he's always been known as a big game player. And these last two, um, you know, he's shown at the level that he can play at. Um, the good news is there's not a lot of miles on that chassis this year. He's uh, just kind of rounding into form at the right time of year. And, and um, you know, we need him. Good. Thanks, guys. That is Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft at the mic for Eclipse Restoration. Named one of Western Canada's best restoration contractors three years in a row. Call 780-250-HELP or visit Eclipse 24-7. 
Dotsie, Oilers 2, Kings nothing. The final at Rogers Place. Yeah, a lot of questions there about Stuart Skinner, who remember got a shutout last year in San Jose and then was back in the minors uh, shortly after was uh, Mike Smith got healthy. So uh, as Woodcroft joke, that's not happening this year. Skinner's uh, here to stay for the rest of the season and likely for a, a very, very long time. Two goals tonight. That's a $200 donation to 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous from James H. Brown. Injury lawyers, when accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. They're filling the net with 100 bucks for Santa's every time the Oilers score. Also a really strong performance in net by Corpus Allo, the goaltender the Kings picked up at the trade deadline. He's the third star tonight. Connor McDavid is our second star and of course Skinner the first star the fourth star is presented by Jandell Holmes Alberta's premier modular home retailer I think a few candidates for this as several Oilers played well Rob but I, I'm going to give the fourth star to Evander Kane who gets well it's a game winning goal final minute of the first period plays 20 minutes and 25 seconds five shots on goal eight hits for Kane including seven in the first period it's funny we, we've gotten calls from people asking us you know when's Kane gonna hit his stride again uh, you know when is he gonna get back to where he was last year the last few games Kane has been excellent and we're starting to see the element that he brings to this team that not a lot of other guys do he's he brings an intimidation factor. Now, no one in the NHL is intimidated anymore because the game isn't played that way. But guys going back for the puck are a little more hesitant. Uh, guys going in front of the net, a little less eager to cross-check. Um, guys coming up the boards, they see Kane, they get rid of the puck a little bit quicker. And uh, he just he, he's just got that nastiness, that uh, willingness to play to the line that makes players just a little bit nervous sometimes and then yeah the fact that he's got the ability to score that I mean that's a, a it was a wonderful play by Leon Dreisel excellent pass but Kane still had to readjust one time it and beat an excellent goaltender from distance so that was a great goal so yeah hey Vander Kane uh, is starting to find his stride and it they when he plays the way he did in the first period it certainly uh, creates a little bit of hesitation on the back end of whichever opposition the others are playing. And Woodcroft mentioned, and this will be our quick change for Jiffy Loop, keeping you moving to and from the game. Visit your local Jiffy Loop today. Players who weren't in the lineup when they played L.A. January mm -hmm. 9th and when they played a bunch of uh, other teams. Evander Kane, Nick Bukestad, Matthias Ekholm, Vinny DeHarnay, yep. who have all been inserted with, you know, varying uh, ice time and, and different roles, but guys who most nights do their job. Yeah, no, I agree. But they are, a, they are a better team, the Oilers are, than the they were the last time these two teams played. And having said that, the LA Kings the next time, if they play in the playoffs or next game, the LA Kings are going to yeah. be a better team than they were tonight. They were missing their second-best defenseman, Mikey Anderson, got hurt early. Fiala, who was, I thought Bob said he was their leading scorer coming in. Uh, and then the, the other kid, Ferrardi, is that who it is, Ferrardi? Oh, Velardi. Velardi. Uh, so, they, I mean, they're missing. Both these teams are good. Yeah, they played with 5D. Yeah, basis. for the, the entire game. The and, but both teams played excellent. Uh, to me, I, I can't wait to see a seven-game series between these two teams. Both teams had an excellent series last year against each other, and they are both better than they were. And to me, the Oilers are the bullies in, in this uh, matchup. Now, they are the much more physical of the two teams, and they started with their top players. Uh, adding DeHarnay on the back end. Ekholm, who it wasn't 
bone crushing but had the most noticeable hit tonight center ice when he said Arvidsson absolutely flying little man meets big man big man usually wins that so these are the the additions that the Oilers have made not only this year but over the last little bit trying to become a much more complete team and they, it's not an aberration the Edmonton Oilers are a very good hockey club and are peaking at the absolute correct time and it's going to be a lot of fun over the next six games to see if they can find home ice advantage and then one game as Woodcroft says when game 83 starts in all honesty that's the only time the Oilers are going to be judged if the Oilers come in first or fourth in the regular season in their division nobody cares all they care about is what they do in the playoffs, and I think the Oilers are set up quite nicely right now. Yeah, and they uh, will see what happens. Sharks leading the Golden Knights 3-2 after two, so the Oilers may stay just a point out of the division lead by the time that game ends, and uh, we'll keep you updated on that one, of course. Okay, you can chime in at 780-496-0063. That is our hotline presented by Certainty, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainty pro all the way. We'll get more reaction from the Oilers' dressing room as they beat the Los Angeles Kings 2-0. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chill. Rim the puck back to the left wing point. Jersey gives it away, and here comes McDavid. Short-handed, the breakaway. McDavid scores! His 300th career goal, and the Oilers are up 2-0. Well, another milestone for Connor McDavid as the Oilers beat the Kings 2-0, 300 goals. He becomes the first player ever to have five point streaks of 10 games or longer in a single season. And fifth player in NHL history to have 300 goals and 500 assists prior to his 600th career game. The other guys, Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, Brian Trotje, and who do you think the fifth one is? Uh, Yarmar Yager. Who's the guy we always say? Oh, I, oh um, Stasny. Peter, Peter Stasny. Stasny. He's a, and that's, that's, and we, that, we how sad is a, that? We gotta do, interview him at some again, point. Again, how sad is that is, again, we forgot about him. It's like, it's like. Yeah, you even forget that I always ask you to <laughs> fill in the blank, and it's always Peter Stasny. It's like. Oh, I do have con concussion problems. He's I don't gonna have be like memory. the most forgotten I'd call Great him a player. superstar. Oh, he Great is a player. superstar. He's going to be he's like a, the most forgotten he's a superstar in NHL history. He's a Hall of Famer superstar, and we, no one really notices. I, and I loved watching him play when he was with the Quebec Nordiques, and then I played against him a lot when he was with the New Jersey Devils. Like, he was good. Hey, he and his brothers. Not yeah. often you have three brothers playing on the same team on the same line, yeah. and they did that at That's one point. That's pretty cool. Anyway, Oilers beat Los Angeles 2-0. First shutout of the season. For the Oilers, last time was April 16th of last year. Smith shut out Vegas. Here's the guy who registered the clean sheet, Stuart Skinner. So, how about that dry saddle backhand pass? Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's got a great, uh, great way to find guys. I mean, he's uh, one of the, obviously one of the best at it in the league in the world. So, um, impressive pass, great goal, and huge to get up one, uh, one nothing uh, in the first period. You seemed really sort of calm in that tonight. Did you just really feel dialed in tonight, maybe? Uh, 
thank you. Um, yeah, I felt pretty good. Uh, I think uh, obviously confidence grows as, as the team's doing such a good job in front of me, right? So, um, you know, I think we just, for a full 60 minutes, we just battled hard and uh, able to get the two points is massive. Can you expand on that a little bit, Stuart? What, what did you see from your team in front of you to kind of maybe help you out a little bit? Yeah, I think, I think just our battles and just we were so hungry to win every battle, and I think that was very impressive to uh, to watch. Just our guys fight for the puck, every single puck, every one-on-one battle, every you know, every scrum and in, in front of the net, just everything. We um, did a great job boxing guys out, uh, great job coming back into the D zone as forwards, and I mean, just everyone was doing their part and doing their job. And uh, I believe that if we if we continue to do that and we do that every game, we always have a chance to win. But at the same time, patient too, right? Like that seems to be a word that the other two guys were using. Did you see that out of the group? For sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you got to be patient almost every game, especially kind of getting to this at this end of the season. Um, you know, teams are going to start playing tighter, and you know, obviously, uh, LA is one, one of the best teams. So um, it was big for us to stay patient and just you know be ourselves out there. Stu, for shutout, Kempe had the breakaway on you. You got the glove there. Just that's all you gave him. Uh, no, I think I gave him more, but <laughs> he uh, no, he made a nice move and he actually uh, beat me, and um, I was able to able to catch him on the glove and um, he was a little bit up, upset about it but I mean I would have been upset if he scored so it's uh, and you had a shutout against San Jose you know a few years back is this, is this one considering the magnitude of the game feel even better yeah uh, definitely I mean um, it's not about the shutout it's about the you know the big win uh, being able to you know I mean the game was tight the whole 60 minutes I mean it was a one nothing game for majority of the, of the of the game and then we were able to get to two and then even then they were still you know battling and coming at us so um, you know just a huge credit to all of us being able to stick with it for the whole game does this you know everyone knows how you're gonna have to play in the playoffs we can talk about how you will play in the playoffs does it feel good when you do it when you kind of mean more when it happens um, I mean, it's a tough question because like it's it feels like a playoff game, but it's not. But I mean, um, I think I think every game, especially now with the last three weeks, I think is very important for us. And every single win is, you know, it's going to feel very good. Um, you know, we're, we're fighting for playoffs, we're fighting for home advantage, we're fighting for a lot. So, um, you know, I mean, that's uh, that's all. That I mean, we can look at that. But the the big thing is just being able to go one game at a time and. Uh, yeah, there's Stuart Skinner, of course, uh, praising his teammates as well, and said the team the team battled tonight. Uh, I mean, I wish they did. He, he obviously covered up some chances that the Kings get, and the chances yep. are going to be there. But you noticed it was a pretty committed game by by the Oilers. Guys collapse and try to knock rebounds away. I, I mean, Ekholm loses his stick. At in the, the very final end. minute, he's just like, okay, I'm just shoving guys then. You know, I'm well, getting then, in the way and I'm knocking guys And over. then he just laid down in the crease. He's like, oh, I can't use my six. He laid down, and he actually punched the puck out once. Uh, what, if you're an Oilers fan, what you want to enjoy about this too is the LA Kings played good. So they didn't win this hockey game on a, the, the opposition had an off night. They're missing some players. They weren't all there. The LA Kings played good, and the Edmonton Oilers beat a good team that's playing well. That bodes well as the Oilers go forward. You're still going to hear from Ekholm and McDavid. If you're on hold, we're going to get to you as well on the Certainty Hotline, 780-496-0063. Shutout win for Skinner and the Oilers. Two-zip over the Kings. Harlan Ford overtime open line back after the news. 
Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 chair. Jersey back into his own end on the right wing. Gets pasted on the boards by Kane. And the puck goes in behind the net. Solid hit by Evander Kane. That's the crunch of the game for Cougar Paint and Collision. Our family helping your family for 40 years and counting. A lot of crunching by Kane tonight. He leads the Oilers, leads the game, in fact, with eight hits. Edmonton with 34 hits tonight. The Kings with 18, and the Oilers get the victory. 2-0 over Los Angeles. Stuart Skinner with a 43-save shutout. The shots on goal in this game, 43-37 uh, uh, in favor of Los Angeles. McDavid and Kane. The goal scorers, McDavid's goal was unassisted. Kane scoring from Drysdale and Yamamoto with 51.2 seconds left in the first period. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown in Studio 99. We have Steve calling in on the Certainty Hotline. Hi, Steve. Oh, we don't have Steve. Do we have Ken? Let's go to Ken instead. Oh, hey, guys. Good evening. A couple of quick questions. I'm just, like, I can't believe what I saw at the end of the game there. I just when it was over. How is it possible that Kane was at the second star. It looks, it looks like to me that whoever was picking him wasn't watching the game too closely. I mean, what the, I don't know what he had in the first period, 17 hits or something. Ken, can I ask you a very blunt and somewhat sarcastic question? Yeah. Why do you care? <laughs> like, the stars are for fun, don't you think? Yeah, they're for fun, but I don't find that fun. I'm miss, missing out on... You know, the, I think, you know, stiffen someone for what their rightful place, don't you think? I don't know if it's fun. Uh, I mean, it's f fun, but it's somewhat serious, isn't it? Well, Skinner was the first star. McDavid was the second star. Corpusala was the third. The two, so, so the who, two goalies were the so two who, best players, who, and then Connor who, had the big goal. Who are you taking out, Ken? Well, well, I mean, Connor had a big goal, but don't, you know, um, not only what I already said, but Kane had the winner. He did, yep, he did. Well, I'll talk to Gene tomorrow about who picked the stars because it says selected think, by Sportsnet. I think it was Louie. You're going to have to talk to Louie DeBrusque about this. You'll settle it in an alley. Yeah. Kane had a girl. We gave Kane the fourth star. That's right, that, and honestly, that is more That's important. That's really what people want. Exactly. They want us to I, recognize I know them. in the dressing room right now, they have us on. Our show is on there, <laughs> yeah, and they sit around right. waiting to see yeah. who's going to be the fourth yeah, star I think tonight. Well, I think the media relations staff listens and then writes the fourth star's name up on the whiteboard. Well, it's on there when they come and in then, in the morning. Uh, and then he gets a canned ham. The fourth star gets a canned ham. Seriously? That's why we have these canned hams with us right now? Well, I give them out a lot. By the way, you didn't. Well, you ate that one. <laughs> I, I was, was hungry. I was hungry. We, it was an earlier game. Uh, I mean, Kate had a good game. I can't he was argue, good. I, I wouldn't argue with those three stars. There are some nights where I'm like, oh, that's odd. But some some rinks, and we've talked about this before, some rinks will al almost always pick a home player as well, they, one of the stars. Oh, yeah, well, like sometimes 100%. it's like, oh, there's one, seven, two. Oh, I, and the guy who got the, one of the goals is the third star. When we played in Kalamazoo in the minors. Nice town. It is. Actually, we had a ton of fun there, Western Michigan University. But when we played there in the minors, there was a game we lost 8 nothing, And they pick a star of the game, and it always goes to the home team. 
and I had to go out and skate to center ice and get my picture taken with the oh, guy as he nice. gave me this little, I can't remember what they gave us. We lost 8 nothing. I think I was minus 4. I think you got a uh, <laughs> box of cereal, did you? Oh, my. I was so embarrassed. I'm like, really? You had, the only time I've ever been mad with a star, because the stars, <laughs> actually it was kind of neat here, because I have picked the stars a few times when I was oh, doing really? the radio. Yes, it's really cool. They come, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I want this guy and this guy. It was awesome. The only time I've ever been upset with a star is when the World Juniors were here, not this time, the time before, and there was a goalie, I think it was Mrazek, the goalie that almost scored. He, he, oh, like uh, in the old building. In the old one, building, yeah. he, not, he, he won, he got a shutout, he shot the puck down, hit the post. It was one of the most, it was the most, I think they upset the United States that game. One of the most amazing displays of goaltending I've ever seen. And they gave the star of the game to this defenseman that was minus one. I was so upset in the stands, like, you've got to be kidding me. Those kids actually care because you get a pretty cool pr prize at the World Juniors. The guys in the on the Oilers, they don't care who gets the stars. Yeah, I, I will say don't. this. I, I, I'm sorry. I was well. I'm not sorry, but I was giving Ken a hard time a little bit. I, I will say this, Ken, to to look at it from a more optimistic point of view. That your team won a game, and there are guys who deserve to be stars who weren't. That usually means it was a pretty good game. 100%. There, there could have been the two goalies were going to be stars. They were the two best players, and after that, you could have picked probably 12 different Oilers. It could have been the other star in this hockey game. The Oilers played well. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Mo is on the line. Hi, Mo. How you doing? Good. Good. Great game. Great effort. Uh, a couple of months ago, I think it was in early December, I called Bob Show and I was uh, venting a bit about uh, Darnell Nurse, the old Don Darnell Nurse that was angry and ornery and mean and, and nasty and physical and hard to play against. And if we would see that guy again, that version of him again, well, he's back. He's back in a big way. He had an unreal game today, uh, physical all over the ice. He was rushing the puck up a few times when he got a chance. Uh, he's been even better. He, he was playing much better before Ekholm came along, and since Ekholm's been on board, uh, less minutes, less stressful minutes. Well, uh, people keep guys, saying that, though. People keep saying he's, he's, not, he's getting more minutes than Ekholm almost every night. There's been some nights Ekholm's played. Close. Yeah. Very few. Very few. Yeah, I look at after I, a game, but I still had, think it helps. Oh, 100%, helps. 100% it helps. Yeah. But I think Darnell Nurse has had a fantastic hockey season. And uh, he is a big part of the success of this team. 100%. I think tonight he had three more minutes uh, of ice yep. time than Ekholm. But, yep. uh, but I think just playing the top two lines, yeah, I mean, you got these minute-munching monsters on the back end, this two-headed monster with Ekholm and, and Nurse. If they can both keep doing what they're doing, and you look at a guy like Bush who's benefited from Ekholm being... Uh, being on the team, uh, uh, Darnay continues to impress. Young guy, big, nasty, physical guy. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Everybody keeps, you know, you hear people, uh, and I'm on Twitter, and Twitter can be a nasty place at the best of times, but guys bashing our defense, I'm, I'm okay with our defense. To me, it's all about uh, our goaltending. If Skinner can keep, uh, keep this pace up, which is going to be difficult, but... If you can have a Bennington-like uh, playoffs from when they went on, on their run with St. Louis there, uh, with our offense, this is going to be, could be an epic season. And, and uh, yeah. Yeah, well, look, the, I mean, to sum it up, it takes for the, a good call, Mo. The playoffs are difficult. There are a lot of great teams. Yep. I think the, the Oilers are, are good enough to beat anybody in the NHL in a seven-game series. 
and I'm including some of the powerhouse teams. Oh, 100%. I'm not saying the Oilers would. I'm not saying even they'd be favored against anybody. Nope. But but, but you'd say, I, I don't think there's any series where you'd say, oh, you know what, the Oilers got maybe like a 10% chance. No, I like agree. They're over, like, I think any series you say, okay, it, they might, you know, they might not be the better team, but they're they're close enough. They get a break or two. They play a good game or two. Make the right play at the right time. Who knows? One hundred percent. I think the Oilers are capable of, of winning the Stanley Cup. Again, doesn't mean they are. The Oilers are capable of winning the Stanley Cup. They're also if they play LA in the first round, somebody's out. One yeah. of them's out, and they could lose to them. But the Oilers are good. The Oilers have a very good hockey club. And the one thing that you you like about Stuart Skinner is. He, it, the moment hasn't been too big for him, and I and I love That's the fact. That's a good way to put it. I, I, they've they played him in Boston. They played him against the Leafs. Like they've played him in these moments, and no moment has been too big for him. Uh, he's just a, a calm individual, and I I feel confident going into the playoffs with him. And there's there's a few teams out there that have got guys that will be Hall of Fame goaltenders or guys that are superstar goaltenders, but there's only a few teams with that. Everyone else has got question marks until you've done it. No one knows. But Stuart Skinner right now is taking the right steps. And tonight was the biggest game of the year for Stuart Skinner. Biggest game of the year for the Edmonton Oilers. And he was sensational. All right, Oilers win 2-0. We'll get to more phone calls in a couple of minutes. But here is the Viking, Matthias Ekholm. For you in there, especially late in that game. Yeah, he was tremendous tonight. Um, he was, yeah, I, I mean, best player on the ice for sure. And uh, I thought we uh, we battled hard in front of him too. Uh, but when when we really needed him, he came up with some huge stops and keys at, at key moments in the game. This team's talked a lot about it. Your coach has talked a lot about dress rehearsals. Uh, would this be the perfect playoff dress rehearsal? I don't think anything's perfect in hockey, but close to it. Um, I think this is the style that we are trending towards, knowing that we, we need to play in the playoffs. There's going to be games like this, and um, two nothing, one nothing, one in the third. I don't know how many times I've said it, but it's going to happen, and it's very nice to see us. Because it's not just the result. I think the way we played in the third too was huge. Um, I thought we defended really well. I thought we didn't give up a whole lot, um, and that's obviously very encouraging. What did you think? Uh, like we see out there playing, but what was kind of the feel on the bench? Did you, you sense everyone was calm, one nothing tight game, uh, making sacrifices? Just what was sort of your vibe there? Yeah, no, I, I, I think you're absolutely right. I think the, the whole feeling on the bench was it was calm, it was collected, it was sometimes you sit in the third and, and the third can take forever. You're just looking up and it just passed five minutes. But I felt like this one, it was a, a good pace. We, we played, it was up and down. And, um, we never seemed to be out of position and give up two on ones or three on twos or anything. So, um, And when we did, it, it happened a couple of times in the second, we had a goaltender that stood there. So um, good team effort tonight. How reassuring is it to know that if, you're, if you guys need five or six, you can get it? And if you need to choke out a team to nothing, you can play that way as well. Yeah, I mean that, that's usually what happens in the playoffs, and, and uh, hopefully, well, more more often than not, it's it's this kind of game. So, um, really good on us to, to show that we can do it, and and uh, yeah, it's it's obviously encouraging knowing what kind of firepower we showed last game, and then coming in to show this type of effort too. So, um, yeah, it's it's a resilient group. Yes, uh, Connor spoke about the team's patience in the game, especially in the first. What did you see from that, and how did, how did that kind of help you guys tonight? 
huge, I thought. And, and I, everyone knows LA. You see it in the game state. They like their 1-1-3 um, or 1-3-1, whatever it is. Um, and and they, they just set up, and we can go up and dump it. Um, but we, we didn't, I mean, fade away from what we were trying to do. And, and you know when, when we get in, or whoever plays LA, when they get impatient and, and they turn it over in the neutral zone, that's when they you feed their transition. And, and I didn't think we did that at, at all tonight. Um, if we did, it was, it was only a few um, times that, that it happened. And, and I think that's that's the style we need to we need to play against these guys. So Connor's shorthanded. This is just the best player in the world making a kind of a play, play, and all of a sudden he's got a breakaway. And it's too- it's not just a breakaway. I mean, he dances around two guys too to, to get to the breakaway. So that that's where he shows where. I mean, um, he's probably one of the few guys in the league that can do that and at that pace and at that speed. Um, yeah, I mean, 300 goals in the league already. It's it's crazy numbers and it's um, you can see every night um, why that is. That is Matthias Ekholm. His game tonight. Plus one, 20 minutes, 46 seconds, a shot on goal, a couple of hits, three block shots. Oilers beat the Kings 2-0. Six and a half left in the third. Sharks and Golden Knights are in a 3-3 tie. Boston beat the Blue Jackets 2-1. Florida over Montreal 5-2. Devils beat the Rangers 2-1. Penguins and the Predators a tough loss, 2-0 there. Senators beat the Flyers 5-4 in overtime. Lightning ring up the Capitals 5-1. Hurricanes get a 3-2 win over Carolina. Blues take a 5-3 decision in Chicago and Seattle beating the Ducks 4-1. Ducks are the next opponent for the Oilers on Saturday night. Blue Jays open the season with a 10-9 win over the St. Louis Cardinals. That is the scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers. Head to EdmontonTrailer.com. Yeah, I was looking at the stats in that Vegas game. They are over halfway through the third period. It was 3-3, and Vegas only had 12 shots on net. Yeah, they're up to 15 now. Shots are 23-15 for the Sharks. So it's uh, Vegas, as I think part of the, the month of March has been smoke and mirrors with the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, tonight they're having a, a tough one, although before the game they knew that they qualified for the Stanley Cup yeah, playoffs. Yeah, they're in. They're First in. First Western team to get in. Yep. All right, Oilers win 2-0. The power play story... 0 for 2 for the Oilers, 0 for 3 for L.A., but the Oilers did get a shorthanded goal. Ten penalty minutes in this game. I set the line at 17.5 for River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement, bet on it. No fights, no misconducts. So Robert took the under. He gets the $50 River Cree Resort and Casino gift card. All right, we'll get to Jerry on the open line in a couple of minutes here, and you'll also hear from Connor McDavid, career goal number 300 tonight. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 chair. And we're into the last minute of the first. Yamamoto comes out, weaves his way in over the King line. Left wing to dry saddle to Kane scores! Evander Kane on an amazing pass from Leon Dreisaitl. That was the goal with 51.2 seconds left in the first period. Gave the Oilers a 1-0 lead. They go on to beat Los Angeles 2-0. Rob, Dreisaitl does it again. I'll steal one of your lines to set you up for further comment. Passes better on his backhand than a lot of players do on their forehands. Uh, Maybe most. uh, Yeah, it's incredible what he's doing when he has the puck on his stick. He's got great vision. He anticipates where the players should be. 
and then he puts it in the perfect spot. It's funny, while we're sitting here and you're, you're talking about that, we're listening to the, the highlights. I'm watching the plays that he made to Connor McDavid in the overtime game against Arizona. Again, behind the back, no-look pass, and he hits McDavid in stride on the blade. It's it just scary, his ability. And it's, and it's funny, as he was called the best passing 50-goal scorer in the National Hockey League, uh, his passing ability is... I mean, the, the Oilers have Connor McDavid, and we see how special he is every time he steps on the ice, but the National Hockey League, when they talk about the best passer in the league, it, they all vote for, Con or for Leon because he's that good. And today, he has to knock the puck out of the air, and with a player on him, I, I think uh, it was Deneau, a very good defensive player. He turns, he says, all right, I'm gonna, where's the passing lane? I'm going to turn around and go backwards, and he puts it in the right spot. Um, there's no one in the National Hockey League that can make plays on their backhand like Leon Dreisaitl. And it's tough because at a young age, you're taught when you're defending, force the player to make a pass on his backhand. Force him. And you're going to find good things will happen except when it's Leon. Leon wants that. He's going to absorb the hit on one side. He's going to throw it on the backhand. But uh, a wonderful play. And again, I know that uh, our friend, I think his name was, the gentleman's name was Ken that called. He wanted Evander Kane as the star. Well, that was a wonderful play that Leon made to Kane. And Kane, that was a good shot. He, he had no time. He had a guy in front of him, readjusted his, his sight line, moved his body into a better position, and he got full wood on that one. So great play by Leon. Nice finish by Evander. 7804960063. We have Jerry standing by. Hi, Jerry. Go ahead. Yeah, hi. That was quite a hockey game, but I think the uh, wrong team won. Uh, the reason being, yeah, Skinner had what, 43 shots? Yep, shots yep. were 43 37. That's terrible. 43 shots. Obviously, nope. de defensively, there's something, there's something wrong there. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that one. I think t two things. A, goaltenders are part of a team. So uh, Stuart Skinner was excellent in this hockey game. That's a big part of why the Oilers won 100%, but that's also part of the Oilers team. Uh, the LA Kings are good. They're a fantastic hockey club. I think they and the Oilers are the two best teams in the Western Conference. They played great tonight, but the Oilers found a way to win. So I don't... This is a game that was a... A flip, if they play that exact same game 10 times, if they play the exact same way with the exact same chances, you know, it might be 5-5. But tonight, the others were a little better. They needed a big play at a big moment, and Connor McDavid gave them that big play. So, I, yeah, there was 43 shots, and 43 shots stayed out of the net because of Stuart Skinner. Excellent hockey game. If these two teams play in the playoffs, I fully expect it to go seven games because they're very evenly matched, and they're both very good teams. Shots were 27-24 for the Oilers after two. Uh, L.A., I, I should have written what the shots, what down what the shots were when they pulled their goaltender. They got a few I at the end. Clearly, the team that is behind is going to put... Well, uh, I, to me, it, they, it was a great game. It was a, and, I, and that's why I keep saying that the L.A. Kings played great, too. And, that, and that's what you want. You want the opposition to play good, and you still beat their best. You didn't beat them a tired team. You didn't beat a team that uh, the puck bounced poorly for them. You beat a team that played well. L.A. is a very good team that had a very good game. And the Oilers found a way to win. Now, they're going to have to play them again next week in L.A. Might be a different outcome. Who knows? But the Oilers know that they can beat this team. And L.A. beat them twice already this year. That's what's exciting when we get... 
two weeks or three weeks from now when the playoffs start, that the chance that these two teams can go head to head for seven games, that excites me because they are both good. And the way that we've, they've played three games this year and all three games have been exciting to watch. So to me, today was a game the Oilers were just a little bit better. We have Kelly at 7804960063. Go ahead, Kelly. Hey, yeah, thanks. Uh, I'm a first-time caller. I listened to you guys for several years. I prefer to listen to the hockey games on the radio. Uh, I just have two points, if I could. Uh, listen, uh, I remember laying on the floor with my father years ago, and I said, when is the Edmonton Oilers ever going to get, uh, when is Edmonton actually ever going to get a hockey team? He said, absolutely not. We will never, ever get a hockey team. And that was back when we only had, uh, I think, uh, Toronto, Montreal, and maybe Vancouver. But anyways, I, I wanted to talk about Skinner. Um, he reminds me of Ken Dryden. Uh, am I the only one that sees that? Uh, in what way? Well, because of his height and the way he stands up, the way he's got, uh, the way he holds the net, he doesn't always sit down on his pads all the time. I don't know. He just reminds me a bit of Ken Dryden well, from back in the day. Yeah. Let, it, let us all hope that he has a Ken Dryden moment where, as a rookie, he leads the Edmonton Oilers to a Stanley Cup as Ken Dryden, as a rookie, led the Montreal Canadiens yeah. to a Stanley Cup. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really quite old enough to remember Dryden in his prime, but obviously an exceptional goal. To, I suppose probably Dryden was big for a goalie in that at, era. At that era. Skinner's... And, and I, Almost a, like I do, average. But. I mean, I was around and do remember I was young. I remember the game that they played the Russians. The one thing that I remember about Dryden was very calm. I mean, there's there's a similarity there. I think that Stuart Skinner, if he was happened to be listening as he's driving home, would really love the comparison to one of the greatest all-time goaltenders. Um, I, I, I just think Stuart Skinner, this is just a, a storybook story right now, the way his season has gone and everything that's happened with him, and you just hope that it continues throughout the playoffs. All right, let's go back down to the Oilers dressing room. Goal number 300 tonight. It was a shorthanded breakaway, 61 on the season. It's Connor McDavid. On, uh, on Skinner's night tonight. Yeah, I thought he was amazing. Sorry about that. I thought he was really, really good. Um, you know, made some really, really big saves, um, especially there in the second period. Um, you know, and coming down the stretch, you know, they, they did a good job of pressing and they had a couple chances, but, you know, he uh, he held us in. This was a, you know, it was an important game against a team that's played you well this year. What mm -hmm. did you like the most outside of your goaltending about the way you guys handled yourselves? Uh, you know what? I thought we were patient all game. You know, we talk about that playing this group. You know, it's going to be a patient game and, um, you know, they like to make it tough and obviously, uh, you know, we're comfortable in these games. I think that was a, a real good message to send, uh, not only to them, but to, to everyone, you know, that we can play that patient game and and uh, and win. Connor, how, how, how tough was it to stay patient, especially in the first period where it doesn't seem like there was a lot of room? You guys obviously stuck with it, but how, how tough was it to stick to that game thing first? Not tough at all. Not tough at all. Um, you know, these are the games that, uh, you know, you're going to play coming down the stretch and into, into April and May. So, um, you know, we got to be comfortable in these games, and, um, and we are. Were you building towards this, or did you almost hit a button? Because, like, in the previous five or six games, you were you know, giving up four or five, and this one you just lock it down, play playoff hockey. 
places. Well, we know their we know their style. You know they want to uh, they want to clog it up, come through the middle, and they they want you to turn pucks over and and uh, and feed their transition. They're really good. Uh, I don't think they get enough credit for how good they are offensively. They got some real good pieces over there, and um, you know really good off the rush as well. So you, know, you can't feed their transition and make their D turn and and uh, and play that way. That's good. You guys know you can play this way, but to do it right, play 60 minutes like this, get a shutout. Uh, that's got to be good inside here, hitting playoffs. Certainly, certainly. You know, I guess uh, you know it's one thing to talk about it, um, and it's another to, to go out and do it. Um, you know, we talk about being defensive and playing hard, and you know, I thought you saw that tonight. I, I, I still thought we, you know, gave up a few chances, but Skinny was obviously uh, was obviously there to bail us out. So, um, you know, real good, uh, real good building block. Connor, have to ask the first hit of the game on Anderson. Mm -hmm. How did you see it from your perspective? Yeah, obviously not trying to hurt anybody. Um, you know, I just thought I. Uh, I kind of rode him into the into the boards. Um, you know, I didn't want him to jump by me. So, um, you know, I don't think it's uh, all that dirty or all that violent or all that uh, quick. Um, you know, obviously, uh, yeah. All right, that's Connor McDavid. Yeah, he took a penalty for a boarding infraction against Mikey Anderson. One twenty-eight into the game, Anderson did not return so the Kings played almost the entire game with five defensemen Stuart Skinner 43 save shutout tonight he's 10-1-1 in the month of March first goaltender in Oilers history to get 10 wins in a single month Mike Smith Tommy Salo Grant Fuhr and Andy Moog the goaltenders who had nine also the 43 save shutout only three other Oilers goalies have recorded as many saves in a regular season shutout. Scrivens with his 59 save performance in January of 2014. Curtis Joseph, 52, December of 96. Heavy Bullen, 43, March of 2013. Outstanding performance by Skinner. Really good game. Oilers win it 2-0. Get more on 630Ched.com, globalnews.ca. Bob Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. I will have inside sports from 6 to 8. Our next game broadcast presented by Friesen Brothers is Saturday, 6.30 for the face-off show. Puck drop, 8 p.m. here at Rogers Place. Oilers host the Ducks. Thanks to Troy Bowler, our game day engineer, here in Rogers Place, and to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer, back at the 6.30 Chet Broadcasting Compound. We've been live in Studio 99. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers win it 2-0 over L.A.